Broadcasting live from the crumbling necropolis on the shard of Grixis on the plain of Alara. This is Tap Tap Concede. Hi everyone, I'm Cameron. Hey, I'm Ben. And Beach? Beach? Hi. Hi, Beach is here this week. How's it going, buddy? It's good. This feels like we're on that, what is that one football, the replacements with yeah. like Keanu Reeves. All the all the all the the magic boys are actually over. Well, I mean we're yeah. magic boys, but yeah. like, well, yeah. the ones but that, like they're over in GP Vegas. Well, we're just wait, like wait. we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Which one of you is Keanu Reeves in this story? I, am I the Keanu Reeves one? I don't know. Like I, I feel like you would be the one who would just be like, you know, you, you show up with your deck and it's like. All right, Beach. I attack you with this, and you're like, in response, high tide. And then ten minutes later, it's just me like floating through the shadow zone. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I, I don't, well, I don't know how like, to. Alex, a me is really neat. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to relate it to to magic at all. But I just want to be the like the the ex football, but is playing football player, like the mm -hmm. Brit guy yeah, yeah, who's yeah. like smoking all the time and has like massive debt. <laughs> That's me. Just one yeah. weary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, flat cap and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're not the fresh Gideon, you're the Gideon that's seen some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, welcome to Tap Tap Concede, guys. Yeah. Um, as always, Tap Tap Concede is brought to you by you, the viewers, over at patreon.com and by our very kind sponsors over at cardkingdom.com. Uh, Card Kingdom is a website and brick-and-mortar store. They're from Seattle. Uh, they have two stores now. There's Cafe Mox and there's Card Kingdom. Um, so if you're in the Seattle-like area, vicinity, please drop in on them. They're great. And if you're not and you want to buy Magic stuff or other board gaming stuff, which they also sell, uh, visit their, their online store at www.cardkingdom.com. They're really good. They're really good. Uh, when we order singles from them, they arrive really quickly. We usually get notice that they've shipped the same day, and people are always telling us that they're like, you told us they shipped really fast, and they were. Mm. <laughs> they were, yeah. and we're like, we know. Yeah, we're, we're not like, lying, yeah, dog. We, you weren't lying to me, it, <laughs> it happened right away. And yeah, we, we really like them. And if you <laughs> use the code uh, cardkingcom slash LRR, that is our affiliate code, and that will let them know that we sent you. So hopefully they will continue to sponsor this the, content. The whole thing is the affiliate code. Well, it, it's the, if you go to the URL, oh, the yeah. slash and LRR. If, and it's like, the big thing too is to like, if you're getting something, make sure uh, you, in the, like, the little note section, you go, Lure sent me button, please. Yep. You get a QT little button. Yeah, uh, that this month, um, is it different now? I thought they yeah. were out of the We're Just Dead Here ones. I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at Paul. Yeah, enter LRR <laughs> sent me button. You'll get a cool thing. Out. Yeah, <laughs> they might have them. And if they don't, they'll let us know and we'll make sure buttons are yeah. replenished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah for sure. Uh, uh, so yeah, we're doing, a, we're doing a weird thing today. Yeah, well, first off, we're going to start off with, with a crack, crack a pack. pack. That's but what's important. We have uh, what Marrow called Metamorphosis 2.0 to discuss with you guys. Mm -hmm. um, so lots of big announcements in the magic world mm -hmm. uh, came out last week. And yeah, we have thoughts and, and aspirations and opinions. And, and then, I probably have questions. Yeah, mm. and then Beej is here uh, because he's going to be talking to us about Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest, the... Uh, the game that Beach knows everything about in terms of magic, and we know nothing about. Yeah, so it's like discussing magic with someone from a parallel dimension. Pretty much, it's yeah. Kind of like getting my revenge. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> you're you're the guy from the strictly worst dimension who plays like what is that, the format zero or whatever, where you yeah. just play where something like a time walk is the worst card in the world. Yeah, yeah, he's 
Bizarro. Bizarro, yeah, yeah Bizarro it's, World. My segment will be short, strange, and unfamiliar. Yeah, but uh, hopefully, I mean, it'll get, like, if you're not into both. I've genuinely been, like, considering downloading this game because of how hype you are on it. It's, so. it's been a lot of fun. I've all, it's also been a pain in the ass, and I dropped it for two weeks. Yeah. Now I'm back in it. So yeah. Video games as a whole, really. That might be magic yeah. in general. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's do it. Let's all crack right. this pack. Uh, we roll a die. It's a three. Yep. Going one, two, three. Oh, it's the one I was looking at earlier. Oh. It is, I believe this is a... Uh, well, it's Dark Ascension. Okay, so made in Belgium? No, no, no. Uh, oh. a, a Cerro Obscuro would be uh, Spanish. Spanish, okay. So it's yeah. a Spanish pack of Dark Ascension. Yeah, given to us by uh, Trick. Trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trick from, uh, from, from Wizards of the Coast. who oh, gave it to nice. us at the Ether Revolt pre-pre-release. Mm-hmm. So let's see what we got here. Uh, this is actually going to have some sweet memories for me because this is when like I was a kid and wanted to first start playing Magic. Right. And I got the uh, Dark Ascension. When you were a kid. Not, and first I, started playing that. No, 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 it wasn't. I guess I, by kid I mean I'd probably be like 16 or 17. 16 or 17. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the starter pack was like a, it was like a goblin burn deck. It was pretty sweet. It was all about goblins and throwing them uh, with goblin grenade and... You okay, buddy? <laughs> huh? I'm okay. Okay. I'm okay. We're fine. Spe speaking of uh, of memories, see. Well, I guess we'll see what you guys can get uh, with the foreign language cards. Oh yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. So starting us off, uh, we have Ghoul Seiko. <laughs> uh, it's not Butcher Ghoul. It's Sightless Ghoul. Sightless right. Ghoul. Yeah, a, a two two for three and a black uh, that can't block, and normally you'd be thinking. That's terrible, and you would be right. However, this has one additional word of, of rules text on it, which is undying, which means when it dies, it returns to the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter if it does not already have a plus one, plus one counter on it. Mm -hmm. So you get a 2-2 two, two body and then a 3-3 three, three body for four mana, mm. which ain't bad. Yeah, it's just the not blocking thing is yeah, pretty I'd, big. <laughs> I'd really want this guy to be able to block for four yeah. mana. Like a 2-2 two, two on turn four is not really what you want to be doing in an aggressive deck. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, it, it could be maybe better if it was um, not Unleash. What is it? Uh, um, it's the Hasty and then Exile thing. Oh. Unearth. Unearth, thank you. Yeah. yeah. That might be slightly better because then at least you get something out of this from like just chucking it in your bin real quick. Yeah, but turning a 2-2 sideways on 5, not, 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 not that scary. Not um, exciting. This is... Something Shrieking scab. scab. Shrieking scab? Yeah, Shrieking I think so. Scab. Screeching scab. Screeching scab. All right. My bad. Scabulante. <laughs> Scabulante. Do not mix up the shrieking and the yeah, screeching. And yeah. The screeching yeah, scab. They yeah. hate that. Uh, it's a 2 1 for 1 and a blue. It is a zombie. And that's about what you get for 1 and a blue is a, is a 2 1. But this one mills you for two cards when it enters the battlefield. So, um, so this had some kind of functions. There was. I mean, obviously, Innistrad Block had a Graveyard Matters sub-theme, or theme in general, with flashback cards. Yep. Um, so so this in this was, set, the mill was actually considered to be a positive most of the time. It wasn't a strict negative, but I remember it never quite doing what you wanted it to do. Mm. Yeah, this card, this card looks like you're like, yeah, okay, throwing my flashback cards in the graveyard sometimes, and I still get value out of them kind of thing, but it's just like, or, or you just play a bear... 
at this point with nothing on it, and then you get to cast your flashback spells first and then flash them back. Yeah, exactly. Like, you get like, them twice. Like, that's the yeah. whole point of them. Yeah, like, a 2-1 for one and a blue did not really, like, inspire me to want to put up with the pseudo downside of milling yourself twice, which in certain situations would be like drawing two cards, yeah. but it wasn't. I guess put this in your budget lab maniac deck. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gato de Sanctuario. Uh, Sanctuary cat. Yeah. One one for, uh, or one two for one white. It's a cat. Yep. 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 Nope. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing you can really talk about. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what this guy is. I can't remember uh, him. Oh, can I see it? Yeah. Um, Predator de. Oh, oh, it's. Uh, well, it's going to be up on the screen. <laughs> near Hoth's, near Heath Stalker. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a uh, four-one for five. That's got uh, undying. undying. Oh, I don't remember this guy doing much work, but I want to say that other people have told me that this card was quite good, because I mean it. Hopefully, swings in on turn six. Yeah. And. Trades with an X four, which trades is never going to happen. Trades with Sanctuary Cat. Yeah, <laughs> and then comes back as a five two, and then trades with Screeching Scob. Hmm. Maybe, maybe this is in your vampire deck. Who knows? I mean, un unearth there. I mean, if you can do this, and I don't know, take off your plus one plus one counters, then maybe you have your immortal. Vampire, yeah, but so far this pack is gross. But this yeah. card I actually really like. I could just never remember it's called. Uh, oh. From the from the undertow or something. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the zombie making Reap thing. Reap the sea graph. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. There was one that made two, which I think is the one that you may have been thinking of. Maybe, or I'm thinking of that new blue six drop yeah. for like instants and sorceries. But uh, yeah. Uh, but Reap the Sea Graph was two and a black for a sorcery where you put a two-two black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. It, uh, yeah, that's 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 all right. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, um, but it has flashback for four and a blue, so you get two two-two zombies off off of this. And I remember this being not bad, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something Griffin. Uh, Silver Claw Griffin. Silver Claw Griffin. Yes. Nice. Uh, it is a 3-2 Griffin with flying and first strike for three white-white. This was a big ask. Yep. Uh, I remember when this got played against me, I had nothing but X3 flyers. And when I played it, my opponents had nothing but X4 flyers. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It's weird that way. Yeah. Man, because, yeah, on paper, this card's actually all right. Yeah. Like, I would probably pick this in a draft, but I guess if there's some big butts in the air. I guess Giant Spider was totally in this draft format, wasn't I it? I think it was. So... I Whoops. want to say it was. Uh, or, well, actually, we've got something coming up, so don't even worry about it. Mm -hmm. uh, we got oh. a spirit. Niblets. Mm -hmm. Niblets of the Mist. Mm -hmm. Niblets of the Mist. Two and a white for a 2-1 spirit. Uh, it has flying. When Niblets of the Mist enters the battlefield, you may tap target creature. So it has, like, the pseudo-haste effect. That's pretty cool. Where it can, like, tap down a blocker, and hopefully the rest of your team can swing in. I really like the art on this card. Mm -hmm. Kind of seems like it's living in the fountain. Yeah. Fountain Ghost. Um, okay, so this thing won't beat it. However, uh, spoilers, Mr. Frodo. Kessig Recluse. Mm -hmm. Two black black. Reach and Death Touch. Exactly what it says on the box. Yeah. Uh, this, when you absolutely positively have to throw something under a large bus, 
Kessig Recluse is your man, mm -hmm. or your spider. Yeah, I mean, and this is, and I mean, this card goes into your spider tribal. There's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of spiders that don't make the cut. This isn't one of them. Yeah, I mean, I think I preferred this card when it was one in a green, one two reach death touch. Yeah, for, the deadly uh, recluse. Deadly recluse. Yeah. yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. The extra, the extra power and toughness don't really help you much. It, yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, what is it? Gitrog monster. Mm -hmm. It's like a six-five with death touch, but it's just like yeah. you're six-five. <laughs> like yeah, or like uh, grave titan. Yeah, right. It's just like it's why? Like, it's like well, you're I, extra dead. I guess so. Yeah. You know, maybe it blocks merit. No. No. I mean, you stop Kozilek. I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, urban oh, geist. God. I don't know. No, uh, this is. Oh, I forget its name now. Geisterlante. Shriekgeist. Shriekgeist. One in a blue for a 1-1 one, one flying spirit. Whenever Shriekgeist deals combat damage to a player, the player puts the top two cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Um, you'll remember me saying, like, Screeching Scob didn't have a whole lot of, like, utility with its mill effect. Mm -hmm. uh, this didn't really do much either, except this felt way worse when you milled off an opponent's, like, um, Geist Flame. Yeah. Or Fires of Undeath, right? Any kind of burn spell with flashback. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, well, at least I did one damage to you. Yeah, like, it's 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 a tough call. I mean, mm. I'll take, sometimes I'll take a, 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 in a draft format, maybe a 1-1 one, one flyer for two isn't horrible. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, it was in a Strahd time, so there was definitely equipment that you could toss on it if you really wanted yeah. to hit with things, but... I don't know. If I'm getting a 1-1 one, one spirit in Innistrad, I think I want it to be a token that's been made with, um, with, uh, uh, Lingering Souls. Yeah, Lingering Souls. There we go. <laughs> uh, this one's got a long name. Lanciosa de Palu Lontana. Oh, this is a... Boneflinger? Farbog Boneflinger. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, four and a black for a 2-2 two -two zombie. When Farbog Boneflinger enters the battlefield, target creature gets minus two, minus two until end of turn. That's a good card. Um, yeah, so... I take that. Uh, this was kind of like a downgrade from Skin Render from Scarts of Mirrodin, which was a 3-3 three, three for, uh, I want to say, three black black. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it put three minus one, minus one counters on something when it entered the battlefield. Mm. So that was just, like, way better than this. But as it turns out, this card was also still kind of just... Totally functional. Two black black. Yeah, two so, black black, so actually cheaper. Yeah. So this guy was one Waited. more mana. And for one less. One less power and toughness and yeah. a smaller effect. Yeah. But like I skin mean, render was bonkers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that card's a staple now for mm -hmm. a lot of things too. Uh, we've got Collar of Avacyn or Amulet of Avacyn? Uh, yeah, Avacyn's Collar. Yeah, okay. For one. Uh, generic mana, you get an equipment uh, that gives a creature plus one plus O oh, and vigilance. Whenever equipped creature dies, if it was a human, put a one one white spirit creature token with flying onto the battlefield. So this can like, you put it onto a human, you swing in, it has vigilance, it doesn't need to tap, so it can still block. Mm -hmm. um, it dies, you get a spirit that you can attach this to. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, this, this thing seems like it could be really sweet if you're doing some sort of like human aristocrat strategy. Yeah. I mean, it got fun. a little extra value off of things. It wasn't bad in a human's deck, I seem to remember. Yeah. You, you, mean, really, can... you really don't want to be the, the human yeah. that they're like, hey, wear this. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not I'll quite... get a cool flying guy when you die. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's Sorry, basically what? turning all your shit into a doom traveler <laughs> yeah. kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Pyre Wild Wolf, I think. 
That does sound correct. Two in a red for a 1-1 one, one wolf. Uh, when Pyre Wild Wolf attacks, each, heart. Pyre Pyre heart, heart. Yeah. each creature you control can't be blocked this turn except by two or more creatures. Right, this gives your entire team menace when it swings. Yeah, I love uh, I like and this. And it has Undying. Yeah, I like this card. He went yeah. instantly into my Wolf Werewolf EDH deck. Yeah, this I remember this needing an answer very quickly. Yeah, it's one of those cards where like you're sitting at a kind of stalled out board state feeling reasonably good about yourself mm -hmm. and they drop this and you're like, oh. I have one turn to deal with this thing before it's <laughs> yeah. a problem. And then even if you deal with him, he yeah. comes back again. Kind yeah, of thing, right? requiring two removal spells. It's the, it's, I mean, yeah, I guess uh, Undying's like OG embalm in a way. Yeah, <laughs> but, it was, yeah, yeah this this is where you want your undying stuff on yeah. on things your opponents had to answer. Um, I think I've actually been looking for this card. And now you found it. Oh. Nurture to Il Branco, it's our rare. Feed the pack. Yeah. Five and a green for an enchantment. At the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice a non-token creature. If you do, put X two two green wolf creature tokens onto the battlefield where X is the sacrifice creature's toughness. Yeah, so this is a card that uh, Seems rad. Like I, I think it's as easily first pickable. Mm. Um, I mean, the mana cost is kind of insane, but it, I mean, if you think about it, you're sacrificing a let's say, like, what do we got in the rest of this pack? Like, uh, like the thing with the biggest. But like, oh my god, like, nothing recluse? has a button here. Yeah, it's the recluse. Which you don't really want to sacrifice. But say you've been doing like a thing all all game where you are like maybe you're in green blue mm -hmm. and you've got a lot of like the scobs, like the two fours and the one threes. Yeah, yeah. That were holding down the board reasonably well to be getting a game, but are now just kind of like dead cards that can't really rumble with what your opponent has been resolving. Yeah, I mean this is a nice feel to like or even if someone's gonna blow up or you know, kill some one of your major big creatures. You're like, how about instead, you yeah. do get to blow him up, but he turns into a bunch of wolves. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, the one the one problem though is that it's not a instant effect. Though. Yeah. It's oh, it's an enchantment. Yeah. Okay. In okay, that's why. On in in uh, in Spanish, it's incantissimo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which. Yeah. I, so it's yeah. an enchantment, and you only get and you get to decide at the beginning of your end step. Yeah. So you can't do it in like response to a wrath. Oh, and you can only do okay. This is completely different than what yeah. I thought it was. Okay, this is actually maybe better than. But you I can thought. keep doing it, which yeah. is kind of interesting. So yeah, it, it's okay. basically like a recycling program for your yeah. old creatures. Okay. Like maybe this works. And you have really old creatures match. lying around. Bring them to me, and I'll give you a two-two wolf for yeah. everyone. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I, like this was a thing that's probably going to go into werewolf EDH, wolf EDH yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, how, um, what kind of creature don't you sacrifice to this? If you're getting double the toughness mm -hmm. in toughness from wolf tokens. Oh wait, if you do, if it's a sacrifice, you just, okay. So if you sacrifice a 1-1 one, one to this, you get a 2-2. You, you get a 2-2. Two, two. If you sacrifice an X-2 two to this, you get two 2-2s. Two, right. X3, you get three. So you're doubling the toughness on the board from sacrificing a creature. Right, yeah, okay. I mean, that guy, like the, uh, that 4-1 that undying guy mm -hmm. um, would be kind of interesting with this, because you, he's one toughness, which is not so good for this card. Yeah. But on the other hand, he does come back after you sacrifice him, which yeah. is kind of nice. Hmm. Wonder, couldn't you stack something like this with something like Unearth? 
and like get that extra value out of your unearthed shit. Like, couldn't you possibly? You could put the, you could put the trigger on before <laughs> kind of thing. So you're like, you get your last bit of unearth from the dude, and then be like, okay, and it's gonna get exiled anyway. So I sack it and make a wolf. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of neat. Although yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, green doesn't have a whole lot of sack outlets, so it's no. actually a pretty good mm-hmm. place uh, for that. Yeah, because, then... I mean, this was a set that had Blood Artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's also Falconrath Aristocrat. Yeah. In, or um, Falconrath Noble, the flying Blood Artist. Um, oh, yes, yeah, the Noble. Yeah, blood so, like, in black green, but, like, or, yeah. But Falconrath Aristocrat was also in this as an instant speed sack outlet, so, like, this is the set that Aristocrats came from originally. And because this is in a strategy type times, we also get a transform card, mm-hmm. which is the baby werewolf. Uh, Ermetia dell'Entroterra. Yeah. Hermit. Uh-huh. A two-one for one and a red. At the beginning of each ups- upkeep, if no spells were cast last turn, transform Hinterland Hermit. Turns into Flagello della Tentara. AKA Hinterland Scourge. Yeah. It's a three-two. It must be blocked whenever it attacks. Yeah. And uh, it flips back if two or more spells were cast last turn. Yeah, so like... So, like, I guess the, um... I remember the werewolf deck just, like, kind of curved out with reasonable creatures. And then at some point, you or your opponent ran out of spells. Mm-hmm. And your board flipped. Yep. Into unreasonable creatures. Yeah, I mean, and you had, like, things like Moon Mist and whatnot mm-hmm. in it that uh, was just like, you're like, oh, you think I'm just attacking with, with my humans? Whoops, suddenly they're <laughs> all werewolves mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, so, yeah, and then, I mean, in general, Werewolves specifically is, like, a tough EDH format to play, because it's just, like, there's so many, uh, if you're up against so many opponents, a lot of spells are going to be getting flung around and all that kind of jazz. Uh, Mm -hmm. that being said, it's still kind of fun, um, and that's why I add things like a wolf subtype to it as well, Mm -hmm. because then you can play things like Master of the Hunt and whatnot and do all kinds of fun shenanigans and... Well, there are a few of... Most of the uh, werewolf things also affect wolves. Too, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like there's a bunch of them. Like the mayor, um, yeah. wolf. Immer wolf buffs wolves as and, well as werewolves. Yeah. So you kind of want to put them together, kind of a thing. But then when you're playing things like adaptive automaton or metallic mimic and whatnot, you kind of got to pick your. What do you think you're going to be playing more? Are you going to be playing more werewolves? I mean, sometimes it's, and and some of the some of the werewolves too start as just like humans. And don't get like that initial yeah, werewolf. Yeah. I can't remember, but yeah, it's 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 a super weird uh, subtype. Um, but it actually brings us uh, into one of the things that we're going to talk about today: mm-hmm. the uh, from the vault, because the next from the vault is going to be transform. Yeah, uh, which is kind of interesting. Super weird. Uh, yeah. So not only flip cards like the werewolves, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe like the planeswalker. Yeah, like uh, Garrick. One. Yeah. Or, or yeah, like yeah, Garrick. Um, uh, 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 the black, no, the the black green Garrick that flipped from Innistrad, but also the uh, Planeswalker flip cards from Magic Origins. Oh yeah, the I guess transform hey? cards from Kamigawa. Mm-hmm. The flip cards, isn't there? What was that uh, that one artifact? The knife. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That turns uh, into like a giant ass demon. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, but... Garrick Relentless. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Geralt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some other transform like? I mean, like, the ones that I I anticipate are, like, obviously werewolf, like, a staple werewolf, like, um, uh, uh, Huntsmaster of the Fells. Yeah, Huntmaster of the Fells. Yeah, like, Um, he's, he's a modern staple, mm -hmm. even legacy staple, I think. Um, and, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's 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 an interesting thing because Transformers been used in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like I didn't even think about the origin ones yeah. at all. Like I so I think uh, something like baby literal actual baby Jace would be great. Yeah, for it because again, I mean, I don't really under I don't know what the purpose specifically for from the vault is. Is it to just do reprints or is so that uh, it like brings the price down? No, no. Well, from is the vault is like a premium product that is supposed to like have appeal to collectors and um, uh, uh, people who want like choice cards for very specific purposes. Like, right. Like there are people who hunt out from, from the vaults for use in like tricked out EDH decks or um, legacy or vintage decks. Although there is a point of contention with the foiling process used for them that they're unlike other foiling uh, foiled cards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in, in certain circumstances, there will be cards printed in them that do have the effect of lowering the price a little bit, like f foil uh, Jace the Mind Sculptors came down a little bit with FTP 20. Right, okay. The, the print runs are never big enough to yeah. really make a huge dent in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it would be like expecting judge foils to bring down the price of things. Right. But mainly it's just uh, a way of Wizards, uh, or a way Wizards hats, I think of like highlighting cards they think are cool. Yeah, like Transform is is a very interesting one for them to pick. Mm -hmm. um, mainly because it's the Transform mechanic is not that old, no. I guess, right? And I mean, it, I don't necessarily think that like they need to be old, but like things like uh, the ones that they've been doing are like Angels and Wraths and all that kind of jazz, things mm -hmm. that aren't like, like I, you could probably go pick up a pack of Innistrad quite easily. Right. Thing, right, whereas like it might be a little bit tougher for you to go, you know, pick up like, well, like what was uh, Damnation originally like printed in? Uh, that would have been like Planar Chaos. Yeah, so it's like these sets that are like way more difficult to get your hands on, and you know, like yeah, the the magic like history ones. So like the ones that had like Umazawa's uh, Jete and like mm -hmm. Dark Depths and stuff. These cards that are difficult to maybe get. Um, not it's like not even not even like a I'm spent like I'm worried about spending a lot of money more of a like this isn't a readily available product. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what they'll include with it because like as you say, the the literal transform mechanic isn't that old. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there has been a precedent for like older cards using similar mechanics that they may well want to highlight with the like, set. Like yeah. maybe the Kamigawa flip card. Yes. Yeah, like the upside down kind of yes, the ones, yeah. like stab whisker and stuff. That would be really cool. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm 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 excited. I love I love werewolves. I love uh, the transform mechanic. Hell, maybe they'll put meld in here. Yeah, that, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, that's quite two easy. cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would take up two card slots. But well, I mean, you, you would want Bruna and uh, Gisela. Yeah, right? yeah, that would be like the. The iconic want, meld. How pissed would you just be if it was like what? What was it? Graft rats. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, just like the, the meh one. Yeah. Um, um, do you have, like? I guess just because I want to. I want to include you. Yeah. Um, do, is there like a transform sort of thing in in and there? In, and meld transform in there. Transform and meld is both in like basically any mechanic you that you have in Paper Magic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is in PQ translated some way into yeah. PQ. That's they found awesome. a way to make it work. Right. So, and, like one of my favorite cards, which I can't remember the name of, but it's a green, and it's a hermit. Um, I can't remember hermit of the something. But hermit he, of the Natternals? No, it's it's not other hermit. Uh, but his thing, he starts as a one one, and uh, if you if your opponent does not play a card, actually if nobody plays a card mm -hmm. on a turn, which is fairly easy to do when you're when you're getting mana okay. off the board, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
Uh, no, it was something else. It was definitely a green one. It was just a single guy on the thing who's kind of like leaning forward, like, ah, kind of deal. Wasn't that the guy that we were just talking about? Maybe, but I know that when you flip him, he's a werewolf, right? No, it, yeah. was, what, it was a green card. It was a green card. Yeah. Isn't, he, isn't he in that pack you guys just opened? No, it was the red one. I can literally find what Rather than me talk about him, I'll just look him up. Sure. Yeah, but that's really cool. Um, It's it's super it's super interesting to... Yeah, and it's based on, did somebody play a card last turn? No. Well, then you flip him. And then once you flipped him, it's the the transform back feature for that is did somebody play more than two two cards okay so it's, ex turn? it's exactly yeah. like the yeah in a lot oh, of yeah. cases they try to make it as exact as possible cool mm -hmm. i dig that so um there's the hermit of the nadir nobles yeah that card's great yeah mm -hmm. let me just see if i can find him because whenever an opponent casts a spell during your turn you get to draw a card Mm -hmm. It's so choice. I keep him in my uh, with Kiora. I mean, it, I mean, this kind of card fits right into my. I'm uh, sorry, Sage of Ancient Lore. Sage of oh. Ancient Lore. Oh, that's the. That's the actually the flip side of this card, isn't it? Uh, no. Uh, no. No. Sage of Ancient Lore. Flip side is Werewolf of Ancient Lore. Oh, Hunter. yeah. yeah right. Okay. Yeah. No. And it's from whatever set that is. Hmm. Uh, that's. Uh, that's Avison. Avison. No. 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 Wait, that's no. that's. Uh, Zendikar? That's the newest Innistrad one. Yeah, this is Not, Shadows Over Innistrad. Shadows Over Innistrad. Okay. Yeah. What is his uh, human side again? Because right. I remember this guy being super choice. Like he does... Uh, right, his power and toughness are equal to the number of cards in your hand. Yeah, mm -hmm. he was yeah. just... And, the, he was and you draw a card when he comes into play, and then... I like uh, that, so that you don't accidentally, you, you can't just kill himself right off the yeah. get-go. You get so, to draw a card. And what's fun about him is that it's not based on the number of cards you have in your hand, because you only have a set number of cards in your hand. Right. His his uh, power and toughness is based on when you draw a card, he gains plus one, plus one. Okay. And then the other guy, when you draw a card, this creature gains plus two, plus two. And they keep that, hmm. and so as long as you keep drawing cards, which you always do every turn, they ramp. Cool, right. awesome. It's crazy. It sounds really good. But we'll get that, to that. That's actually really cool. Like mm -hmm. so, because in the because the magic version is when in his normal mode, uh, he's equal to the power and toughness to each card to, to the number of cards in your hand, mm -hmm. and in his transform mode is equal to the total number of cards in all players' hands. Ah, mm -hmm. okay. So that sort of plus one plus one and then plus, plus two, two plus two, two. kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, cool. So yeah, from Vault Transform, gonna be super interesting. I'm looking forward to uh, talking about. It. I mean, we gotta really dive into stuff. We got a yeah. lot. We got a lot of shit to go through. Yeah. So, so. last week or mm -hmm. earlier this week, Marrow released Metamorphosis 2.0, mm -hmm. um, which highlighted a huge number of changes that were, were going to be happening to Magic. Uh, one of them is changing the block structure. Mm -hmm. So moving away from large block, small block, large block, small block, to a three-in-one um, uh, paradigm, yeah. where you would have three large blocks per year. And Correct. The, yep. And then the one being one of the other changes, a returning core set. Yeah. Um, That's the summer kind of yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then also, yeah, just trying to address several other problems they had, uh, feedback they had, which was like, there was too much gatewatch. Mm -hmm. uh, the masterpieces had stopped being like super exciting for people. I think that was probably the biggest point that, yeah. that really hit me, because it was just like, the, that uh, Meryl really captured was being like, you know, Zendikar comes out, they're like, look at these expeditions. Yeah. Look how cool they are. You yeah. want these things, mm -hmm. kind of, right? And you're like, I want these things. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, 
uh, Kaladesh. Kal uh, well, Shadows didn't have. Shadows didn't have anything, and then they brought it back with Kaladesh being like, all right, this is a place of inventions. Let's bring back some of the cool artifacts and stuff. Yeah. And some of them were good. Some of them were like, eh, okay. Yeah. Like, there I were mean, multiple times where you... But people were still generally pretty excited about them. Yeah, and then the invocations kind of got like the biggest backlash, I think. Yeah. And well, part of that was that their design was not very exciting. They were A lot of people said they were not good-looking cards. Mm -hmm. um, and also they did not have a strong central theme. No, they were just sort right. of all over the place. Like they wanted to sort of theme it around things of Amonkhet, but that's just so open-ended, especially when you're doing things like they were focusing on instants and sorceries. Yeah, but they're also enchantments, they're creatures. They yeah. were things to do with the gods. Yeah. Right, and it was like, okay, so anything that's divine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, right, like, like cryptic command. Yeah, right. Uh, and dark ritual. Yeah, and like, like counterbalance. <laughs> yeah, like a, a lot of them were controlly. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, and it, um, and it was neat, but it's just like I. That was probably the biggest thing. Is he mm -hmm. was just like, you know what? I think we. I think we jumped. We jumped the shark a little bit on yeah. this one. We're gonna save doing masterpieces for when we just have this kick-ass idea. Yeah, when they them. when they tie in strongly to the plane. Yeah, not because we feel that we need to make them mm -hmm. sort of thing. So. Uh, but like, I'm really excited for the move to all large sets mm -hmm. because yeah. a couple of weeks ago we talked about some of our favorite environments and drafts and, mm -hmm. and, and decks and we all kind of agreed that we all preferred the ones where it was like where you have three packs of one. Yeah one set to draft because that allowed you to stick with a theme and you could be relatively confident that you would find the comments and uncommons to support your synergies rather than only having two packs and then having to worry like, well, is the mechanic even present in the set that I'm going to be draft or in the pack that I'm going to be drafting next? Yeah, I mean like and, in, 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 so it should allow it to concentrate and produce like much more synergistic, interesting draft decks. And well, and, and, and like even in all aspects of limited too, it's like, cause we just did the, the sealed league hmm. and I, like, I don't think we had any like rule to ourselves that we were like, we're just gonna keep mm -hmm. getting almond cat packs. We chose to yeah. keep putting almond cat packs into our sealed league just because it synergizes with itself so well. Yeah. You know, like you want these cards that have these minus one, minus one counters, or you want these cards that are dealing uh, with um, like what are some what are some other big themes from it? Just like Embalm. Well, Embalm, yeah. Embalm cycling, yeah. like the, yeah. The the only cards that I could I really considered opening, or the only packs I really considered opening, were actually from Shadows Over Innistrad. Yeah. Because of madness. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess uh, with cycling and discard yeah. and stuff like that being such a heavy theme. Totally, I agree with that. Um, but I never really went with a heavy discard theme. Yeah. So or a cycling theme. But yeah, I, the the three and one sets I think are always great, and I mean they really highlighted that in the post because they were saying things like, you know, I think one of the biggest examples of it really, and we were talking about this earlier today, was that, um, what the, like, what the hell happened to Melt, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it just, it didn't make any sense. It was a really, really cool and unique thing that I yeah. genuinely enjoyed. And, like, there, like, I remember being at, um, like, the pre-release for, uh, for uh, Shadows Over Innistrad and just being like, Yo, like if I get if if anybody melds against me, I'm gonna concede, yeah. like just just because it's so cool. Like I was like, if I get graph rats and uh, scavenging scavenger scavengers, packs, yeah, midnight scavengers. scavengers, yeah, I, I love <laughs> that makes me so happy that you know that man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, Puzzle Quest kicks ass. I still haven't got one, which yeah. is a pain in the ass, so I can't use it. But but yeah, no, it's just so cool. And like yeah, Giselle and Bruna, mm -hmm. uh, Bruma. Um, 
and uh, Henweir Garrison and Henweir Yeah, that, that yeah, was one Bellamans. of the coolest yeah. ones. The thing that turned into a giant walking Eldrazi town. Yeah. Like, it was so cool. And then they just sort of didn't. That, that, that was it. Yeah. Right? Well, it, like, they, they had said, like, yeah, people were, like, skeptical of whether this was going to be an interesting mechanic, so we thought we'd test the waters and just making three of these sets of cards, and, you know, it turns out people like them, and... Then we didn't. Yeah, so we, we, we actually had no place. Like, it was they got so a positive weird. reception, so maybe maybe when we come back to Innistrad, if there's another Emrakul invasion <laughs> happening, I guess we'll get a chance to make more meld. Like the only thing, I could, the only thing yeah. where, place I could see meld maybe working is if we go back to like Ravnica and it becomes like a Simic mechanic. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting, but actually. Yeah, that's like the only other place I could really see it super or, happening. Yeah, um, like I mean, I think they could flavor it differently. Yeah, like the the, the mm -hmm. meld mechanic doesn't necessarily need to be like Eldrazi. Yeah, like, like they could flavor it as more of like a Voltron-y thing of mm -hmm. just like two things, two guys combining together. That's right? true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, sure. if you, huh. if yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Whenever you do this, I always feel like I'm leaving you hanging, so yeah. I, I never know what you want. Yeah. <laughs> it, it almost it feels though like if they only really had that ready, it's like maybe there wasn't enough in the pipeline where they were like, we're like we want to mm -hmm. test the waters with this, and then if it's actually going to be successful, yeah. But we don't know, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's actually good reception to this. Yeah. I don't what know. else do we have in the pipeline that it, we can combine together? There's not really anything, or we'll mm -hmm. we'll get out, it'll get out of control, or. And mm -hmm. it's like six cards. Is not that like for for a somewhat experimental mechanic, mm -hmm. six cards is not that bad, but it's the fact that the mechanic is, yeah, is necessitates having two. both cards. Yeah, and and two so specific and, cards, two mm -hmm. specific cards. So the, and you know not only was it our sort of uh, there's only a few cards that did it, but you almost never saw it actually played in mm -hmm. especially in and, a draft well, type format. And four of those six cards were in the rare slot. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. So yeah. it's 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 a tough one. Yeah, and then uh, and then the same thing uh, can be said for uh, Kaladesh versus Aether Revolt, hmm. where I mean, le it's this is to a way lesser extent, but Aether Revolt didn't really have that much in energy matters. Yeah, like they just sort of stopped, and like I was I, I was sure they were going to print some sort of card that was like that dealt with opponents' energy reserves mm. and stuff like that. Because I'm I'm one of those people that is a is not a huge fan of uh, counters and stuff on a player that you can't do anything about. Mm -hmm. Things like experience counters and stuff like that, I'm just like, man, this sucks. Like, if you've ever played a commander game against uh, the Golgari experience oh, commander. Oh, yeah, Marin, yeah. Yeah, she's, it's, it gets out of control, man. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, and then they just sort of, they just, just sort of didn't, like, there were some cards, I think, in Aether Revolt that had energy matters, but... Yeah, it didn't really feel like like it, and I don't think they had fully explored like the 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 configurational space for that mechanic either. Yeah, yeah, like Aether Revolt. Like I I enjoyed Kaladesh because it was kind of just like there were definitely things going on. It was a big fight against uh, Tezzeret, mm -hmm. um, and you got to meet some cool people, specifically Yeheni. They mm -hmm. were kick ass, um, but uh, but yeah, and, and it just sort of I don't know, like it didn't. It, it felt very weird to me. Like, it was a very artifact-heavy uh, set, which was a lot of fun. But then I think this is where the beginning of the problems of Standard kind of came in with things like Smuggler's Copter and Aetherworks mm. Marvel and stuff like that. Like, yeah. it was, uh, was kind of tough. But um, yeah, so anyways. Artifact, artifact yeah. sets kind of have that, that reputation, though, mm -hmm. of being, like, a little overpowered. Yeah. So this does mean that 
as for as long as this is the new world order that uh that you'll never be combining draft sets together all drafts yeah. will be one will be will be one homogenous yeah mm-hmm. yeah which of ones uh, at which i'm i'm super stoked on yeah um and then i think the other big thing to talk about of that is the return of core sets yeah which is um they have officially said that this is going to be the thing where um it, this is their way of being like, hey, new players. Yeah. This is a really good thing to get into. On. It, yeah, the on-ramp for new players. Yeah, uh, yeah. With, with the sunsetting of the core sets two years ago, mm-hmm. um, new players did not have a good way to become introduced to the game because it felt like you know the story was always moving along, but these were like the advanced sets or the expert level sets where you had a certain level and you had to have a certain level of enfranchisement to really, like, dive into and there was no just kind of like generic magic to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like I mean, Orig- it's it's tough to compare things to Origins because Origins definitely felt like they were just like, we're gonna put everything into this kind of course mm-hmm. set sort of thing, Cause, but like, uh, I had such a good time with that set. Yeah, uh, I, I liked Origins. Like the, the elf archetype was super fun mm-hmm. to play because they brought things like the, the, the green-black shaman that just like... Don't... Oh, oh yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, and then there's the there's that other one that was like the four three menace thing that like killed something that didn't oh. have even yeah power like, and toughness yeah like those were yeah. super cool elves and then, and, and then also had the thopters yeah red blue yeah, yeah and uh, and then you had like the the baby versions of the the planeswalkers and stuff mm-hmm. and cards that sort of dealt with like their histories and 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 whatnot and it was it was super cool so. Um, I think like a lot of people, one of the bigger worries that I've seen people talking about online is being like, because they've established that this is going to be a on-ramp for new players, uh, core sets are not going to have anything valuable in them. And I don't think that's going to be true. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it, I remember when they spoiled uh, literal actual baby Jason, they were like, he seems okay. Yeah. And then when yeah, he like, became a standard staple that was like $90 each. Like, yeah. So... Yeah, I still am a little sore over the fact that I was like, you know, I think this card might actually be good. I think a looter on the front is probably fine, and then he just like generates slow card advantage on the on the back and mm-hmm. kind of like can grind your opponent out. And and people were like, no, this card is bad. Yeah, the best one is going to be Nissa. Yeah, because she comes out and gives you a forest. Yeah, and, just and like... I was like, oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. You know, it started out like being a five dollar card. Yeah. And then it was a $40 card. Yeah. And then a $60 card. And I was like, maybe I should wait until it comes down. Yeah. And, it and then it never down. did. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, I like I bought my uh, one yesterday. I had one and I sold it back into the height. And now I'm like, oh, shit, I need this card for yeah. decks I play. So I went and bought one. And it was like still like $45 or $50, right? So mm-hmm. it's uh, that's why I'm glad I play singleton formats now. <laughs> yeah. I need to learn to believe in my ability to evaluate cards. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, like, that's one of my favorite... I think one of my favorite cards recently that became a powerful card that people 100% underestimated is uh, the... What is it? The homunculus, the reading homunculus or whatever. The one in a blue. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you can tap for a colorless mana to... That you can spend on instants or sorceries, and if you have three or more instants or sorceries on your upkeep, you transform them into a 3-4 with prowess that makes instants and sorceries cheaper. Yeah. Uh, and I have this guy in my new Highlander deck, and a lot of the time I'm just playing him, and then next turn he's turning into a 3-4 with prowess. Yeah. Like, he's he's great. He was the, I, I love that guy. Yeah, and, and he, he does work? He does so much work. Good. And like uh, in the for, in the standard format where we, I was talking about like that fevered visions like burn yeah. kind of style deck. 
he was your budget version for Jace. Right. He like like he was not. Yeah. This 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 beautiful thing. Curious homunculus. I love this guy. Hmm. Um, and he was your but like he wasn't gonna do like obviously anything similar to Jace, but he was a decent replacement in that slot. Like because hmm. you know he makes spells cheaper. He's also harder to remove with a four butt. Yeah. Um, and especially too, if you just you know there there were multiple times where people were gonna be like I minus four this guy. And I'm like cool. I uh, shock you in yeah. the face. He pumps up from prowess, and now he's even going to hit you harder. So. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just love it when when little cards like this, or like any card, kind of just flies under the radar, and then becomes just like uh, like a little ringer. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyways, so that's the yeah. that's the new block structure. Um, and then we had numerous new other products being revealed. Mm -hmm. uh, Ixalan, yes, being the fall set, mm -hmm. um, or the summer set, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because it's going to go Hour of Devastation. No, in June. This is summer. We're in summer. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Ixalan's it's January. 2017 it? is almost over. Yeah. <laughs> only so a couple Ixalan more, should be only September, a couple more right? months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or October. It'll be the fall set. It's going to be the fall set. Then we're going to have Explorers of Ixalan mm -hmm. next year. And, and then, apparently, Dominaria. 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 What's that? Just so I'm clear... Um, because there's always, like you said, a large and a small, and I guess it's like Kaladesh and Aether Revolt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amonkhet and... Hour of Devastation. Okay, yeah. thank you. I was missing that. I was like, there must be another... Ix mm -hmm. Ixalan must be the little one, but you guys just got so excited about it. I'm kind of like, whoa, no, this is something else. Yeah, yeah. No. So the reason that so many people are so hype about Ixalan right. uh, is because this set the is themed around pirates and dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. Cam and I have had had like a decent discussion on this where it's like from like like <laughs> on your side where you're kind of just like you know what? I'm kind of over the lulls to random yeah pirates robot yeah. dinosaur ninja yeah. cool yeah. thing, it's right? Like, like it's, all right, okay, you're getting your bacon ninja set. Yeah, you know, like and I'm like uh, well, yeah, it's like you, a complete fool. I'm really looking forward to this thing that makes me happy and feel nice, and like me, a sophisticated intellectual, hissing. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, but you it just, utter yeah, idiot. and and I'm how can you like things that you like? <laughs> but I'm totally on that on that side too, though, where it's kind of just like you know what, this is pretty hype, but at the same time, it's like. Maybe this is hype because I'm also a, like emotionally stunted adult. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm, I, I can't support morally my position at all because it's like, ugh, this is me. How dare you like <laughs> robots and dinosaurs in your children's card game? Yeah. <laughs> remember you they utter simpleton. Remember they designed these things like five years out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So pirates and and dinosaurs were the hot thing. That's you know, true. When they That's were true. Doing this. So, uh, but yeah, Ixon, it, that's kind of its theme. I think the thing, though, that is most exciting is that Vraska, mm. the, uh, the Gorgon planeswalker from uh, Ravnica, is on this plane, and she's a motherfucking pirate queen. Yeah. I don't remember if we're allowed to swear on this podcast, but I did it anyway. <laughs> huh. Wow. Yeah. So that's, yeah, so that's Vraska. She's super cool. Uh, she was one of those... I mean, half the reason why I enjoy her is because she's an alt win con. Because mm. <laughs> uh, her ultimate makes three little 1-1 one, one, uh, assassin dudes that if they hit your opponent, you win the game. Whoa. Yep. Just one of them has to hit them. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... Holy crap. It was, uh, they were very, very cool. Um, and now, yeah, now she's on this plane as apparently a pirate queen. 
So um, there's know, a story behind that. Yeah, certainly, yeah. yeah. Can Oracle that so that it's actually pirate tokens rather than yeah, assassin, assassin tokens. tokens. Well, yeah. I think that is actually the reason why I'm most excited for Ixalan is because pirate the, tokens. Well, yeah, kinda. Because from the moment Kari Zev was printed, I was oh, like, yeah. man, I want to make a pirate deck. Yeah. So badly, like, and uh, it's tough because most of the pirates that have been printed already are a garbage, <laughs> and b generally in uh, blue or black. Yeah. Uh, so red is very tough, um, but uh, I would assume they're going to be doing a lot of uh, red pirates because pirates kind of feel like they're going to be like the hasty punch dudes, or at least this is my experience in like Hearthstone and stuff, mm. where it's like these are like the the tiny guys. <laughs> yeah, fl- cloud pirates. Uh, <laughs> that Phil Folk the Orc. Yeah. yeah well, in most of like the old like ship cards, like island pirates, I think, or something yeah. like that, or like they're well, just like a straight pirate ship. Yeah, yeah. it's been act- I mean, it's actually a ratted. Or Oracle, I think, to be a pirate. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I mean, uh, like it makes a certain kind of sense. You know, yeah. pirates sail on the ocean. Yeah. Ocean is blue. Blue. Right. So they're it's blue like, cards. So right? I think but that's I, what I'm excited for. Yeah. I, I think pirates are probably in for a bit of like reallocation in the color set, the same way that dwarves were, where it's like dwarves are red because they live in mountains, mm-hmm. and it's like. Nothing about dwarves speaks to any of the conceptual associations of red mana. Yeah, like right? like they aren't dwarves, like impulsive. Dwarves. They aren't individualistic. They aren't like freedom loving. They are, you know, like Tolkien dwarves are like community driven and stalwart. They'd and, like be Selesnia colors, honestly, yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. So they were white. Mm-hmm. It's the same way that vampires traditionally don't live in swamps, but they're definitely black aligned. Yeah, black yeah. aligned tribe. Yeah, and then they made them red because blood. Is red. Yeah. <laughs> and they're also kind of like, I guess, impulsive. It's the difference between like the cold calculating vampire who's been well fed mm-hmm. and the one who's like, I'm going to have to kill you right now. Yeah. I mean, that, right now. It's, it's, it's the, the red vampires are the vampires from the scene that's in every Blade movie yeah. where they're having the rave. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zendikar, Zendikar vampires are my kind of vampires. They're the, I like the feral kind of like mm. tribalistic versions. I hate, I've always hated vampires for like the aristocratic nonsense of them. Oh, I don't know. I always like that. I know. I, like I, I really like the idea of parasitic aristocrats yeah. that are actually like inhuman monsters that right? you have to like drive a stake through to finally murder. I mean, that's that's why I'm... Death to kings! That's why in the in the werewolf versus vampire world, I've always been the werewolf. Like, I like the, like, feral, like, we are crazy kind of dudes. Right, right. Um, but, uh, so Zendik- that's that's why I like Zendikar vampires. But yeah, this, this guy, this aristocratic vampire. With the froofy sleeves? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, uh, pirates. <laughs> pirates. Uh, yeah, from pirates. Seems kind of neat. Um, pirates, think, dinosaurs, and merfolk? Merfolk, yeah. yeah. I'm on board with merfolk. Um, some of the merfolk seem like they're going to be really cool. We're not going to talk about any of those. Sorry, yeah. sorry I just things. noticed the cephalid aristocrat. Yeah. Who <laughs> does this octopus think, think he, he is, is anyway? <laughs> is this a homerage in my home? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe we'll, we'll see a return of, uh, oh, what's her name? From Syndicar, who stole... Uh, Thassa's Bident on Theros. Oh, Kiora. Kiora. Kiora, who vanished after the destruction of Kozilek and uh, Ulamog. Yeah, yeah, actually, Kiora. She's like the kind of person who would love pirates. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just be like, yeah, I'm done with this plane. I need to go and think about things. And then you find her, and she's like on Ixalan being like, hey, hey, Kiora, did you you think about 
what happened? And she's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I just no, became I Queen didn't. of the Merfolk yeah. on this plane, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, that. No, I didn't think about that at all. Um, are you going to finish that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, Kira's like, they all travel around in boats on this plane. Yeah. I have so, so many <laughs> leviathans. Yeah. I literally shit octopuses. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Ixalan seems like it's really cool. Another cool thing about it is uh, they're making a board game kind of style. Not a board game per se, but yeah. um, it's uh, da, 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 Explorers of Ixalan, hmm. which is uh, going to be like a four-player game where you get like 60-card decks and like these different things happening. But mm -hmm. effectively, the whole thing is uh, you're kind of going on a we-need-to-find-the-ancient-city hmm. sort of quest oh, type okay. thing. Um, I don't know how integral it is going to be to know magic rules yeah. around it because... Or like, are the cards in it magic cards, or are they different? I don't know. Like, I didn't really read that far into it, but they had like the the contents, and, and it was like four sixty card decks. So mm -hmm. maybe it's actual magic cards, but uh, maybe maybe this will be like a what was it, Planescape kind of scenario? Yeah, thing, maybe where you're having like all these different plane, mm -hmm. these different like scheme cards or whatever uh, that do kind of things. Anyway, um, cool. What else? New dual deck? Goblins vs. Smurfo? Oh man, that's the hotness yeah, for me. Well, I mean, that one's going to be tricky because like, goblins um, are real cheap. Right? Yeah, like, as, as far as, as, far as top, top tier tribal decks yeah. go. Like, there's Goblin Guide, which mm -hmm. is like 50 bucks. Yeah. And Goblin Recruiter is like two. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Goblin King is like 50 cents. And then Mountains. And then in the Merfolk deck, yeah, the you've Merfolk got Cavern the... of Souls. You've got uh, 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 Ether uh, uh, Ether Vile. Mm -hmm. You've got Merrowridgery. Yeah, Lord of Atlantis. Yeah, like but like these... the, like the Merfolk deck is actually quite a bit more expensive. Yeah, I mean because... there there are there are more there are expensive ish ones in goblins like uh, mm -hmm. things like uh, Goblin. Um, what's that? He's the red one that's got like the skull cap that covers his the, eyes. The red goblin. The red goblin, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but like, you know, he's actually like skin colored red. Um, I don't know. But he's like, whenever he attacks, you just get to like put a goblin onto the field. Or, or like, goblin lackey? Oh, yeah, goblin lackey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lackey's like, yeah. He, he's like, he's more expensive. He's like a $40 card or something like that. Right, and then right. things like uh, goblin chieftain, hmm. uh, I think it's like 18 bucks. It's Yeah, really? this guy. Wow. Like, it's actually, I remember, because I was trying to, I was like, I'm going to buy into goblins, and I got things like Recruiter and whatnot, and then I got to Lackey, and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, there's also um, uh, Double Lackey, the one with, um, the one from Zendikar. Oh, the, the Warren Instigator. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got Double or, Strike. Yeah, who, like, every time he deals, like, combat damage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, this guy was, he's nutso. So I mean, there are there are some ones, but not not even close to the extent that Merfolk is on. Yeah. Um, well, and also they're quite different decks too. Like goblins, just like we punch turns you. their deck sideways and like puts forty goblins onto the field. Whereas Merfolk is like we have three plus one or three twelve twelve Merfolk because everything is a lord in this army. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and like and two a, meter vaults and like and, counter spell suites and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, so, I was actually like never into the fish decks. I'm, I'm like I'm a I'm a tried and true blue player. My first deck was actually Merfolk when mm -hmm. I was a little Cameron, and it just uh, I don't like this whole thing where you like 
turn guys sideways and attack with them, it lacks a certain je ne sais quoi, and that's fundamentally what Merfolk is. It's yeah. a creature-based, like, tempo deck, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. That's probably... But yeah, either way, it's... I mean, both of these are modern staple uh, tribes. Mm -hmm. So... Um, so yeah, I think it's really exciting. We'll see what they decide to do with it. It's always one of those things where it's like, how much power would they put into this? But I mean, if they just like if they decide to put in a lot of this, like this is a dual deck that I think a lot will be a really hot ticket item, hmm. uh, depending on what they got on that. Um, what else we got? We got uh, an unset. Yeah, yeah. People are gonna love that. Unstable. Yeah. yeah. Finally got his next unset. I never got to. Play, I never played either of them. Neither I never drafted I. either of them, but uh, they never were yeah. exciting for me. Do you know what yeah. these are? They're joke decks. They're the yeah. joke. Well, yeah, they're the joke uh, set. Yeah, that's just like shit, like ridiculous stuff, like um, jackass or like like cards yeah. that like they're, little I, girl. Yeah, the one yeah. that the one that always that I always remember is that one thing that has like the name that go, wraps around all the, oh, yeah, the cards. Yeah, it's yeah. like we field tested and found out that players like it when this has, uh, when cards have longer names, Golem. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, it's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alex made a really good comment, though, on this yesterday where they're just like, will they reprint Cheaty Face? And if they don't reprint Cheaty Face, how many games of this set will Cheaty Face still find its way yeah. into it? Oh, yeah, yeah that's good. Because <laughs> Cheaty Face is this card that uh, you can put it into play whenever you want, okay. as long as your opponent doesn't call you on it. <laughs> Until you flip it, like flip it over, reveal that it's in there. I see, okay. Um, and there, I, some, a friend of mine told me a story about how they play, he played a, a game against somebody who, um, they were like, I, can, I will, uh, you're, you're allowed to use whatever cards you want. You want to use stuff from unsets, go for it. Mm -hmm. uh, he played against an opponent who just had who played like a token strategy, mm -hmm. and he was just like, "Man, it's really weird that all your tokens are in sleeves." Oh fuck no! And the whole board turned over to reveal a shit ton of cheaty faces, and they were just like, "No!" <laughs> I was like, "Okay, just that's getting, pretty like, funny." Banished to yeah. the shadow zone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it was just like it was it was a very funny scenario. So uh, I I mean I don't even really know what to say. Unset, cool. I didn't. I'll, we'll probably do a draft. Yeah, of this. well, yeah, obviously, but. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking for. I'll, I'll, let's see what. Let's see what they've got in store. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. this is going to have the vanilla mythic. Oh. Okay. Yeah, mythic with just no abilities. The, that's just like a vanilla a, creature. Cool. I yeah. love it. I, I I like. Yeah. I feel like vanilla sets are or the uh, unsets are great for, like, if you just like have the set, and you like look through it, it's funny. Like yeah. they're like, yeah. like they're funny cards. Mm. They're quite well done that way. Uh, how it is. Whether it actually results in like a fun game to play, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely be interested to see how often it's just like as a collectible thing. It's cool though. Yeah, yeah. As a foil sheet that maybe they give away at a, an event. I would yeah. love that. that almost real that'd be actually pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Masters Twenty Five. This one is super weird. This yeah, is, I wasn't familiar with this so one. So this is their 25th anniversary oh. drafting set. Okay. And it's going to be like all these iconic cards mm -hmm. from the last 25 years. But it's coming on the heels of Iconic Masters. Yeah. Which is the next like Modern Masters kind of esque yeah. set. So it's kind of weird. Is there even more iconic? Iconic shit yeah. that they're not going to do? Yeah, like I, I don't know. 
Like th this is the weird one, and they uh, they said it's going to be coming out. I think like maybe it's in two years or something like that. I can't remember mm. the exact date. But I mean, if I was doing something like that, what I'd do is I'd reference all the other master sets that I've already put out and said, okay, well, let me let me put together an amalgam. Yeah, maybe now. I don't know because it's like it's supposed to be like their twenty fifth anniversary set. Yeah. Mm. Um. So it's like yeah, you'd want to put like these iconic cards throughout the. So I mean, look forward to pulling your Shivan Dragon probably. Yeah, it's just the Shivan like Dragon that. and Sarah Angel. Yeah. It's just the straight reprint of Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just. Remember, Homelands, <laughs> the draft. But uh, yeah, this it's was one twos. Yeah, it's a it's a super weird one. Um, yeah, uh, and then obviously we talked about it earlier, Core Nineteen, mm -hmm. uh, which is coming out in twenty eighteen. Like new cars. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So that'll be the next core set coming out summer of next year, uh, and I think that's pretty much it. I yeah. think we've hit all the big news. Oh, I guess we should probably talk about really quickly the uh, Aetherworks Marvel banning, mm. um, which is a thing that pretty much everybody saw coming, I think. Yeah, it's like, you know, you ban all of the things that Aetherworks Marvel was putting into play. Yeah, and, and then, then it's just... Yeah, go Then you, go then you the find out what the problem actual is. problem was. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it was a thing that was super necessary to happen. Um, it was interesting when they were writing about it... Um, most decks that went up against it had a 50% or slightly higher uh, win rate mm -hmm. against it, um, which is like fine, um, except it, with the exclusion of Mono Black Zombies, which had like a 36% mm. win rate, and um, Blue Red Control uh, had like a 46 or something like that. And mm. so it wasn't necessarily the, uh, the, the fact that it was like a, that it was like this impossible deck to beat, it was just most people were just like this was just not fun. Yeah, um, getting turn four Ulamog is not fun. Yeah, or and, interesting, or yeah, and even like, like while, that strategic play. Yeah, and while the field research suggested that it was only like ten percent of the time that that was actually happening, mm -hmm. it's still one of those things that is just like it's just not fun to, yeah. to play against. Um, and it's very interesting because I don't know if this came on the heels of the banning or not. Uh, but uh, GP Amsterdam happened um, on the 4th or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, none of the top eight were Aetherworks Marvel decks, I don't think. Huh. Uh, what really made a comeback was uh, Green Black Delirium. Hmm. Um, a blue, uh, I think of a blue red uh, uh, control deck was like second hmm. place. Uh, Esper Vehicles was a, a one that was like third or fourth or something like no that. Kidding. Yeah, so it's just like, and then, you know, playing on Magic Online, uh, I see things like, you know, uh, Mono Black Zombies, like one at the Pro Tour, uh, Aristocrat Strategies, New Perspectives Combo, hmm. and I think these are all decks that have a time to shine now that you don't have to worry about getting turn four Ulamocked. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, yeah, so. Yeah, hopefully this will open up some space. For yeah, the, for yeah, the, um, the so it's, uh, it's really sweet. Um, you don't longer have to worry about getting bolused next set, apparently, by an Aetherworks Marvel. Mm -hmm. Not that I thought that that deck was actually really going to happen. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's cool. I think most people are on the happy side of it, and even players who are playing Aetherworks Marvel uh, decks have a deck that they can come back to, uh, which is the, yeah, uh, the Teamer Energy, energy yeah. deck, which is still ridiculously strong with mm -hmm. things like Bristling Hydra, uh, and Virtuous Gear, or not Virtuous Gear, Hulk, um... Torrential? 
Yeah, Kelly yeah. And I think some of them are even just running Glorybringer because you run Glorybringer. Glorybringer. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's insane. Although so. apparently now there's uh, there's Chandra's Defeat. Yeah. It's just like one mana, five something. Yeah. Planeswalker. I'm super interested because on how this whole Defeat cycle is going to actually yeah. do. Uh, for if you hadn't heard of it, it's like it's the main Gatewatch people, mm -hmm. uh, and it's it, and it's like it'll be a like for example, Jace's is like one in a blue for an instant that you could counter a blue spell, mm. or if you're count and if you're countering a Jace spell, specific uh, specifically a Jace spell, you get to like draw scry card? two, scry two, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah. It's super weird. I looked at this and was like, "Oh, okay." I mean, I guess we know what's happening. And yeah, it's like -wise. Yeah, the Gatewatch is getting like raffle stuff. Yeah, they're getting like nugged. But, yeah. This is why they're not going to be showing up in the lore too much. Yeah, now. I like that they're just like, we think the Gatewatch is showing up a little bit too much. They're dead. so we killed them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, anything else be you want? That would be beautiful. Yeah. 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 Anything, anything else? else? Yeah. Any other requests? Yeah. <laughs> Like bring bring back uh, Koth uh, or whatever. Yeah, it's like, like oh, you wanted Koth in a set. Yeah, we can do that. Koth is we can have Koth appear in a set for a little while. Koth's riding the dinosaurs now. Yeah, Koth oh. v Raska. Yeah. Oh, and Koth's dead. Yeah, we killed him. <laughs> Who else do you the, want? The yeah. George R. R. Martin method of yeah. uh, listening oh. to fan requests. Yeah. Oh, Venser, yeah. Venser, we can bring Venser. Oh, he's, he's dead. dead. Again. <laughs> he's really dead this time. I mean, I'm Elspeth. I'm, Elspeth, we went into the underworld and killed her again. <laughs> I'm calling this now twenty, like twenty one or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be doing something involving Emrakul again, mm -hmm. and it's going to be because Taimyo's gone insane. I'm yeah. Calling it, and then we're oh, going to yeah? kill Taimyo. That's my that's my shot call. And, and All right, we're gonna right. be teaming up with Emmercool to kill Tamiyo. To kill Tamiyo. Yeah, buddies. Yeah. <laughs> Emmercool part of the gatewatch. Yeah, the whole thing is like we're gonna have to somehow like actually resurrect. This will be their plan because they're like, well crap, we got rid of the Eldrazi. Yeah. So now we're gonna have to befriend Emmercool and we're gonna bring back Kozilek and Ulamog from the dead. And then they'll be like, and then they betray us, and now we've got the, the Eldrazi yeah. again. And like that'll be their way of recycling wow. the whole thing. I still really <laughs> I, I wish Emrakul had been around for a bit longer, like we had gotten a little bit of breathing room, because I really would have wanted to write that Twitter bot that did uh, Emrakul gives one-star Yelp reviews to various planes. Oh, yeah. Which is like, Chandelar, eh, it was kind of not very good, yeah. not very distinct, and didn't have a whole lot that kept me there. And it's like Kamigawa was also very generic and a little convoluted. That would have almost been even better with like Ulamog actually eating the fucking planes. Well, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Emrakul, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyways, lots of fun and exciting news. Mm -hmm. That's the time all of you have been waiting for. Mm. Now Beej is going to rip 40 packs of yep. puzzle quests. What I've got left over. So. Uh, all right, so cracking packs. Let me get out of that. Yeah, I mean, so you'll have to kind of like briefly explain, like. I no, I intend to. Yeah. Um, and we're let's just get right to uh, let's get right to the vault. Uh, right. So I've been for anyone who's actually played. Holy this, crap! Is that like currency on the top? Yeah. In the top, you've so got let's, like let's you're do over rich. a million. Let's what the hell? do a brief conversation here about what all this stuff means. So, uh, Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest. If I play a game, we're going to be here for a couple minutes while I try to get through the game, so I'm not going to bother. But if you played Puzzle Quest before, if you played Bejeweled, if you played a Match Three game, you know how this works. Uh, now, what's interesting about it is that you guys always talk about stuff is mana, right? Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah, now mana matters because you can only cast certain cards with certain colors of mana. Mm -hmm. Right. In this game, that doesn't matter. 
Hmm. Every card has a mana value. That's why I can get a Vryn Wingmare, which is a 6-5 with flying. Hmm? Yeah. For 12. Oh, okay. Okay. Right? And that sounds insane that to sounds, your ears. Yeah, that's like that never. But what yeah. that means is that I've I have I have cracked 12 jewels on the board. Oh. And I okay. filled up the meter for my Vryn Wingmare, and it's like now I can cast it. Now, oh, now okay. my creature so, comes out. So instead of playing land to generate your resources, you Match three. Yeah, I match three. I crack jewels. Now, okay. uh, planeswalkers you talk about as a thing where it's like, oh, you have all these planeswalkers and they show up in your decks, that kind of thing. In this game, planeswalkers are a, a character you play. Okay. okay. And so in this case, uh, Johnny Vengeance is a uh, red white uh, mm-hmm. or white red because he has actually slightly greater affinity for that. And um, he has planeswalker abilities. In this case, he has Sundering Slash, Lightning Helix, and Reprisal. Hmm. Uh, he has Lightning Helix on a stick. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the. Yeah, just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Now you start a game with twenty uh, HP. Mm-hmm. I start with one hundred and nineteen. Okay, <laughs> that sure. sounds insane. You want to fight? But it's because he's a level sixty. Right. I have levels for my planeswalkers because okay. uh, you start off with a planeswalker. They start at a certain level. They start at a certain HP. And in fact, I can show you. Uh, for example, I haven't done much with Soren Grim Nemesis. Level one, he starts with seventeen. People haven't done okay. much with Soren Grim Nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but as you as you level them up, like Tezzeret the Schemer, uh, he's level twelve and he only has thirty five hit points. And it's like, oh well, that doesn't seem to be going well. But you can also see that he has two of those abilities have white squares next to them, and one of them has a lock. Yeah, right. Because as you level up, you are unlocking, unlocking the abilities. The abilities, okay. and then as you level them up even further, you can see that there's a little partial yellow circle on the right hand side. Hmm. These are all level one abilities. As you level up, you gain HP. Uh, you gain uh, affinity with uh, mana, which is down below, and you also unlock the uh, the levels of the things you can do. So down mm-hmm. below, you see that Ajani has a plus three with white. That means every time I match three white, I get three plus three, I get six. Oh, okay. So okay. now all of a sudden that Vryn Wynn there for 12 is, as long as I can match th- white twice, you get this. I throw that thing on the board. Wow, okay. Yeah. And all the six rules, five flyer for two. Yeah, in basically two turns. <laughs> right. Uh, I would play that in a heartbeat. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, the the game is built around. They they start this thing with story, um, where you're saying play origins. I know I'm gonna have like no no power left here. Play origins, and I have played 100 percent through all of uh, up to like chapter two. There's a few more. There's chapter three, and there's like in part two, chapter three, whatever. But there's also training segments. They used to have like dedicated Zendikar segment, they had a dedicated right. Innistrad segment, they don't have that anymore because Innistrad's older, and they haven't built them for Kaladesh or for Amonkhet because I don't think it's important. Instead, they make you go you go through training for uh, Innistrad, for Kaladesh, and for Amonkhet to learn what the mechanic is. Okay. And that's how I learned what Embalm is, and that's how I learned what Cycling is, and those. And I'm still not good with the Amonkhet stuff. And are you, stuff. Are you uh, playing against other people and stuff? Yes. Okay. Except you don't play in real time. You build a deck, which is, again, I'll show you the things here. When you build your decks, um, they just introduced this new mechanic where you, I have like a beginner deck. It says I have 9 out of 10. It means this deck is not active because I actually don't have... Serene Steward, I do not own this card yet. Mm-hmm. So you have to get cards, and then once you've unlocked the right cards for your deck, it's like you've unlocked the beginner deck, but you always can build at least one custom deck. Okay. My custom deck favorite is uh, Suppression Bonds, which mm-hmm. is a first creature your opponent controls is disabled. And then I like to go right into Destroy the Target Disabled Creature with Swift Reckoning. Hmm. I keep a lot of spells on hand, like uh, Exquisite Firecraft, which does six damage to uh, Creature or Planeswalker. I need one of those. And then also, um, let's see here, also Avacyn's Judgment. And you see I'm playing from a whole bunch of different sets. Yep. 
They've introduced new events that are like you can only play from certain sets, but they have other events where it's like you can play anything from anything. So it's kind of like playing Legacy, I guess, in a way. Hmm. Uh, and then I have Gideon's Phalanx, so I can summon four 2-2 two -two knights with Vigilance. And anything okay. you have Vigilance on the board auto-blocks, yeah. hmm. which means that I'll put stuff on the board, and if there's somebody I'm fighting and I have something with Vigilance, it's like, well, then they hit that thing first. Right. Unless they have flying or unless they're unblockable or, you know, you know all the rules work. Yeah, They're yeah. very similar. Hmm. So I got to get cards. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's brilliant that they have figured out like puzzle quest equivalents of everything. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really cool. Like it's it's genuinely making me be like, hmm, maybe I should try this out. Yeah. So I get free boosters, mm -hmm. uh, and every every eight hours I get a pack of three. Now, cards. That is a feature that really yeah. they should yeah. bring yeah. into. Yes, right? please bring back the player point system. So I, <laughs> so my free boosters, uh, I come back regularly for free cards. It says every eight hours I can claim. I've been holding onto this one since this morning because I wanted to crack a pack live on stream, or live on the podcast, rather. There's a bit Whoa, of look at that there. Okay. Yeah. So I got a Whirler, Whirler Rogue, which I think I already have. I got Ondu Champion. Okay. And I got uh, Winged Shepherd. Has that is one. so confusing. That was... That was three different sets. Yep, yeah. all <laughs> in one pack, been, right? That was that was what like uh, Origins, Origins uh, uh, Zendikar, uh, Amonkhet. Yeah, yeah. So that's because that's like every card they've released goes into the basic boosters, and they're all and it, there is like a percentage I think of chances of getting mythics or whatnot. I've cracked mythics from there because I haven't paid a single dime to play this game. That's yeah. impressive am, considering the amount of currency you I have. I am very very cheap, uh, and actually <laughs> part of that too. If we look at my profile. Um, you do a thing called color mastery, where the more you play cards, eventually you get to a point where you master a card if mm -hmm. you've played a card enough. Mm -hmm. So this is all platinum level. I basically have played all of the colors enough that I have ascended to platinum level in all five colors. Jesus. Um, which means that when I play events, so here comes some events, uh, when I play events, I qualify for higher level, um, like I didn't play training grounds today, so I didn't bother. But if you join an event, It'll say, oh, you qualify platinum tier, you get better stuff. Hmm. Okay. And so if I keep oh, playing this. Monsieur, Monsieur Bige, uh, please come it's, this it's, way. Yeah, so, yeah. so the rich, the rich get richer in puzzle quests. Exactly. Apparently. And so as I play, if, if I win matches, then I am basically, okay, you, you, so many win in a row, I'm going to win up to like that many of, uh, like, I can win, win the all the currency that's in the game. Trial of Zeal is set up so that you can also win boosters. Or booster packs. Uh, there actually was a uh, an event they just finished where uh, if you made it all the way through, it was like um, fateful showdown or something. If you make it and do everything you have to do, beat like do all the missions per fight, mm -hmm. and you beat everybody, then you just get a guaranteed Amonkhet rare. Cool. I so, can't do that. Right. I'm not right. that good. So is the idea that you you're playing against the decks that other people create? That's correct. But the decks are being piloted by an AI. Yeah, and so what happens is that when they do matching in a game like this, um, if I'm playing like Training Ground and other people are part of Training Ground, I'm playing versus their decks. Right. When you get matched, it looks at what your Planeswalker levels that you're playing with. So I was playing for a long time with a Johnny at level 30, and I would always get matched with somebody who is at least level 35. Mm. And that's to basically say that the AI knows how to play the game, but the AI might not always make like the most strategic choices. Right. So, uh, and in some cases, if you play like the story modes that I was talking about, earlier parts of the story mode, the AI does not, does not know how to match four gems or five gems at once. Right. 
And that's valuable because if you in like other games you get bonuses. In this game, if you match four gems, it clears a line. Right. And if you match five gems, uh, if you you're in a row, it clears a line. Um, but if you don't, if you do it in L shape, it just clears them out. Uh, you get one extra turn. Mm-hmm. So imagine just being able to be like, I draw mana, Chain. I put it down. Oh right. yeah, I get to I get to have another turn actually, guys. Thanks right. very much right, for that. Right. So, so it seems like it's similar to, uh, to like like Magic duels where it's kind of sticking within like standard. And like new sets, right? Like I, I don't imagine you're opening like old sets or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, like, any they keep trying to push things forward. I have lots of stuff left in Innistrad. Like I have six packs of Innistrad that I have to open. Still, I have uh, I have open six a packs couple of, more. I yeah, like, okay, I like the, the opening. Of let's it. open. Uh, this looks like a really well-made app, though. Like I'm, yeah. I'm really digging how like fluid it seems to be. They're building stuff on top of I think all the other puzzle quests. So mm-hmm. there's there's been that, and it's gone undergone a few extra changes. So we have Inspiring Captain, which in this case he has uh, he has blocking. So he can do that. It's not Vigilance, but he can block. Um, and he's a 2-2. File Orchard is a support card. And that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Support, spells, and creatures. And I didn't talk about that. Right. Support mm-hmm. card lives on, lives on the board. It lives on the, 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 the uh, grid where you bust mana. It becomes one of those gems. Okay. And it usually gets like um, two or three or four. Sometimes they get up to ten. Right. Uh, times that you have to bust it in order to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that you can have an effect on... Uh, something like what this means is that as long as the supports on the board, two gems on the board are converted to black or green. Um, that gives because I would have an affinity in black or green. Mm. When that would give me better chances of matching stuff I have an affinity for and earning more mana. So it seems like it's generally lands that are support. Cards in a lot of cases, yeah. yeah. But there's other stuff like um, like uh, the one I just showed you, um, summoning bonds. Was it? Oh, uh, the yeah, suppression the bonds. bonds. Yeah, suppression so that's bonds. An enchantment aura. That, yeah, and what that does is that lives on the board. It has it has a uh, it has an instance of one. So if it gets matched uh, immediately, then it gets busted off the board, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as it's up there, and if if let's say it gets it's all the way to the bottom corner, and, the, and nothing's moving, and nothing's gonna you know, like nothing's gonna crack that gem. Uh, every time my opponent puts out a new creature, it's disabled. The first creature is disabled, so I can just be like, "Yeah, I'll just leave that down in the corner, and now I'll just work on your creatures, or I'll just keep you know." Basically, right. it's a really good way to stop a guy from doing anything to you for the entire game. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep breaking stuff. Here's an uncommon. I like Chilling Grasp because it's target two creatures disabled until the beginning of your next turn, mm. uh, and it's madness. cheap. So Macabre Waltz. Um, Vampire Noble. There are a lot of just like trash commons in this as well because it's basically the entire set is in there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, let's talk. Oh yeah, we could. I'm not going to bother talking about all the mythics and stuff in the block. Um, how about we crack Kaladesh? Kaladesh for fun because I have some super packs. Oh, what's a oh, premium okay. pack? So a booster pack is just your standard five. A super pack is three booster packs, but you have a higher chance to get rare. <laughs> and a premium pack is you always get a rare. You get a bonus rare card. So yeah, I'll be busting five packs of five cards each. So that's twenty-five cards for buying that. Um, now you've been seeing all the uh, all of the um, the ruins and the shards and the crystals and stuff at the top. I should talk about that a little bit. These are your Smurf berries. This is stuff that you pay for. Right. right. Um, but you can also earn them by playing the game hmm. because, like I said, I haven't paid any money for this game. Yeah. Um, so ruins you get through finishing missions, and uh, same thing with the mana crystals, the yellow ones, you get them for finishing missions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's like, can you beat this guy, but only cast two spells? Okay, right. Can you beat this guy and cast eight spells? Right. Or more, right? Um, which can get difficult. So uh, when you win, uh, also you can trade in cards that you got for extra ruins. Mm-hmm. Your ruins are used to uh, to level up your planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So um, there's also this masterpiece collection here. And if oh, I had wow. 400 of the purple ones, which I can't remember what they call these again. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what they call them. But I think they're like a for sure masterpiece. That's a for sure mythic or masterpiece. Wow. Nice. Okay. So you get one. Man, I want like, that. Yeah. It's Let's like, get that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Just walk in and say, "I want a random. Here's 30 bucks, and give me a random mythic or, or rare." <sighs> Uh, so let's crack a Kaladesh super pack just sure. because it's fun to watch things go flying by. So start your engines, which is cast for two and gives me uh, each creature you control gains plus two power and zero toughness until the end of your turn. Each vehicle you control gains additional two zero until the end of your turn. That's pretty okay. much what it does in the yeah. card form, except I think it also just makes the vehicles creatures too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they are very um, they are very similar in a lot oh. of ways. Untethered Express. Fuck, this card was insane. Yeah. So did you guys have Crew as a, as a mechanic as yep. well? Okay, yep. it's the same thing, Tethered's Ambition. That That's just strictly better. Yeah, yeah. which is well. funny, but for me that's hard because if I'm building if I'm building a deck and mm. I play Tethered's Ambition, like it just basically goes off. Um, like if I have, you're only allowed to have 10 cards, your deck is only 10 cards. Oh, and so you can only have like, six cards in hand. You're drawing like a, almost oh, wow. like a quarter of your deck. Yeah, and you're, but you're drawing over and over and over again, your deck never runs out, oh, it okay. is always replenishing. Oh, okay. So the problem is, is if I put this in my deck, and I, for six, that's a very good card to get, but I'm drawing three cards, it's like, it's good at the start, or it's good if I'm almost out of cards, but a lot of times it's not good for anything, so I'm constantly exiling cards, I'm just right. like throwing it away. Fabrication Bad module, mod. and... And the Linovator. I'm just gonna keep cracking to see if we can actually get, get a rare out of this. Sweet rare. Yeah. Sky Whale. Always love the Sky Whale. There we go. Oh, sweet. Hey. Oh. Oh, Midnight Oil. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. good. So we need to draw two cards and Port loses one shield. So it probably goes in with several shields um, mm -hmm. on it, like a counter of four or five or something. When you match three or more black, you gain three mana. So. And we use support stories and card your entire hand. Hmm, that does suck, actually. Yeah, this card is horrible <laughs> in, uh, in real life. <laughs> I mean, people have won games with this. I'm sure like, it's valuable, it's, I, yeah. but not always necessary. We have Pima Outrider. That card's good. Uh, Aether Trade Winds. That card's okay. Airdrop Aeronauts. That card is amazing. Yeah, when it enters <laughs> in, in game draft. five, like yeah. I get five life back for that. Yeah, uh, see, that, with the, on that you have to trigger Revolt, but it's effectively... Vampire Whitehawk. Yeah, Aerial Responder, good card. Yeah. Fragmentize. That was a good pick. So what does it do for you? It just it destroys a uh, artifact with three or less CMC. I think so. Yeah. This and just, then, but if you trigger Revolt, it like also gains life or something. I oh, can't remember what. Yeah. It this just straight up destroys. Oh no! Just oh four. Just yeah. It's just a artifact or enchant with four or less. Sometimes you get multiple cards in a pack. You got two Fragmentizes. Yeah. Oh. All right. Oh. Aether Meltdown. Uh, that card actually sees standard play now. Really? Yep. And Static Reunion. The this weird card. card. It's unusual art I found, and you can go through it and say, here's everything that I got. Cool. Yeah, and tell it, yeah, it's kind of that. funny seeing this, because like, that's a bomb pack in, uh, yeah. in, yeah. uh, in, in draft. Like, I'm sorry, was there a uh, aerial responder and an untethered express? In yeah, the same it's like, what do? Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's, it's always untethered it's express. It's funny to by me because way. it's like, I don't mean I don't want to be a dick about this, but I watch you guys playing Mitgo, mm -hmm. and then I look at what I'm doing, and I'm like, my my game looks so much better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mitgo yeah. is off. It's so. Yeah, this it's is awful. so pretty. <laughs> yeah. No, this looks this looks yeah. amazing. Like, we I mean, should wrap up. We should wrap up. Ten minutes before our next show has to start. Oh, all right. We've been going for a while. Well, mm -hmm. thank you guys so much for being here, and thanks, Beach, for cracking packs. It was fun. I mean, mm -hmm. I, hopefully, this gets much more people into it. I know I'm going to get into it too. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, but 
Uh, once again, this show is brought to you by you, our fine supporters over on patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. Your generous contributions make this all possible. And by the good people at cardkingdom.com. Cardkingdom.com, they have their own motto and I don't know it. But That's, please consider supporting That would be that. amazing if that was the model. They're yeah. just yeah. so incredibly meta. Yeah. <laughs> we field tested this motto. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, until next week. I've uh, been Ben. And I've been Cameron, and I might not ever come back. <laughs> I, I mean, mean uh, if, was... you, if you have any more uh, uh, questions or anything about um, the puzzle Magic quest? Puzzle Quest, put them in the uh, the comments to this video. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I maybe mean, we'll get Beige back for another episode. I, I mean, hey, like maybe it could be really fun to do an episode where uh, we get like two people who are new to the game coming on and talking about their experience, and you as like the Puzzle Quest aficionado yeah. Uh, yeah. talk about how that can like, affect it and stuff. Like combo synergy is important in this as well. So yeah. hmm. if you guys already you already know how to build decks, this is just well, like good. only you 10 play... cards to choose from. I was going to be like, can you play Storm? And I was like, but you don't have any old packs, but if combo synergy is a thing, then maybe we'll make baby Storm happen. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but thank you guys very much for being here, and uh, until next time, make some tight plays. Or don't.